When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everybody, I'm Zach Brittle. I'm here with my friend and colleague, Laura Heck. You're listening to the Marriage Therapy Radio Podcast, where we are very funny, uh, pretty brilliant, occasionally insightful, and we, we're trying to offer practical tips for you and your relationship, whether you're in a marriage or in a therapy practice. Today we're talking about one of my favorite topics, which is the topic of play. I hear people say all the time that they just want to feel like they're good teammates or that they're just teammates. Um, and that begs a question for me about what the game is and what's the goal of the game and how do you win. And uh, so stick around and I'll talk to you soon. Good afternoon. How's it going? Good. I have so many fun things I'm looking forward to. I just, I literally, I want to just verbal diarrhea all the things that are coming up for me that I'm so excited because we haven't talked in a couple of weeks. I've stored them up. Yeah. Okay. All right. Go. Iceland. Oh, yeah. You're going to Iceland. That's going to be cool. Super Um, cool. You know what's awful is that every time I get excited and I'm like, hey, guys, I'm going to go to Iceland. And um, my mom's response to it was, why? (laughs) (laughs) And then somebody else's response was, oh, yeah, everybody's going to Iceland these days. And that's not at all what I thought it would. The response was going to be. I thought people would be like, whoa, Iceland, that is an unusual location to go. Like, wow, you're so adventurous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But it does turn out that Iceland is really pushing their tourism and it is a really cool spot. Actually, David Penner, uh, my teacher, the guy that I teach with, you know him, but our listeners don't. Um, He came home with the most amazing pictures of the Aurora Borealis. And ever since then, I just decided I needed to go. So we're going to rent an RV and take our son with us. And we're just going to go see everything we possibly can in seven days. Nice. Wow. Seven days. Well, yeah. it's short too because you like fly up over the over the uh, the 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 North Pole, right? So it feels very far away, but it's like a short little flight. It is. It's not as long of a flight as you would expect, which is why we chose to do yeah. Iceland because we're flying. This is going to be the longest flight that Holden goes on. So it's a nine hour flight from Salt Lake, but it's only seven hours direct from from uh, New York. No, New York is only five hours. Can you believe it? Mm-hmm. I can. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but seven hours from Seattle, five hours from New York. And then once you're in Iceland, it's only three hours over to London. So now if you ever go to Iceland, just tell them that I sent you and that okay. they will know. <laughs> I'll just tell Iceland that you sent me. Yes. Yeah. What's new with you? Tell me about this um, cycling thing that's going on. Are you picking up a new well, hobby? Did you find yourself a hobby? All right. So I hired this magician um, to 
to have to have my birthday party, which is next month. Are, it's are in you June. seven? What? <laughs> what? No. No, I'm 45, but I hired a guy uh, to do a magic lesson for me and some of my friends and mm-hmm. he was all into it. And then, and, and, uh, and my friends were into it and it was going to be really exciting and we were going to play ping pong and we were going to watch the Godfather. Oh my and then, gosh. I know, right? Slumber party and everything. <laughs> and then, um, so I nailed it down and then like two days later he emailed me and said, yeah, I can't do it. I'm not available. Anymore. Yeah, I'm super creeped out by the fact that a 45-year-old <laughs> wants me to come to his birthday party. <laughs> anyway, so I won't be learning that magic. So I've been watching YouTube videos, but then but then uh the sun has come out here in Seattle and I was I dropped off my uh daughter somewhere the other day and I was driving home. Skid, skid alley, skid row. Just yeah. dropped my daughter off. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um and all these guys were on their bikes and I was like, I'm going to get back on my bike. And then I thought, I'm actually, you know what I actually am going to do is I'm going to, I'm going to do a triathlon this summer. And so I pulled into my driveway and Rebecca was waiting there for me. And I got out of the car and I said, babe, I think I'm going to do a triathlon this summer. And she said, there's no way that you can do a triathlon this summer. <laughs> That's my thought exactly. But I'm super <laughs> encouraging. Go for it, man. You do within you. About, but within about 20 minutes, I had registered for a triathlon. It's 10 weeks from yesterday or yep. two days ago. Yeah. Yep. Let's see pictures. So, oh, wait. So you have 10 weeks, 10 weeks. Okay. So you have yeah. 10, 10 weeks to train for your triathlon. Yep. Are you a strong yep. swimmer? Oh, you are. Yes. Okay. So swimming. So what is your, it's running probably that you're not so hot Yeah, at. Running will be the hardest for me. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you have um, been running because you go to Orange Theory. So you've been training mm-hmm. on a treadmill for years now. You just haven't been yep. doing long distances. Yeah. I haven't done like standard three miles. It's like 3.8 miles is this triathlon. And Running on a treadmill obviously is different than running on the ground, but yeah. um, but I'll be ready. I can do it. Do you know what I would have to do? And is this illegal if I take a kickboard because I don't actually know how to swim? I float <laughs> just fine, and I can get from place to place, but I don't know how to swim like an athlete. Can you take a kickboard? Because yeah. if I was to do a triathlon, I would require a kickboard. I think you probably can, because the triathlon you're going to be in isn't going to be like. You don't know this. The Olympics. You don't know this. I could be an (laughs) athlete. You don't know. (laughs) No, I'm just saying like, you're not going to be in one of these like, you know, Olympic qualifiers. Yeah. It's going to be a recreational triathlon. And probably um, somebody might say, you can't have that kickboard. And you can be like, yes, I can. (laughs) (laughs) It's my comfort kickboard. Yeah. It's like my comfort pet. Um, well, that's really cool. I'm, I'm excited for you. You should take before and after photos and I'll take before and after photos. Cause right now I'm on a 12 week, um, health and wellness kick where I'm going to be just really focused on my nutrition. And I think you okay. and I will be significantly different looking people and hopefully happier. Yeah. But I don't really care how I look. I'm not I, really into I, my looks. I care how you look and <laughs> oh, I guarantee okay. your wife cares what you look like as well. I don't know. I think she's made some trade-offs. <laughs> that big old brain of yours. <laughs> yeah, I guess. All right. What are we talking about? We're just, uh, we haven't seen each other for such a long time. So we're just well, we're catching up. I know that you and I both have this. Uh, well, so couples come into the to the office and I always say, how can I help? And we hear a whole bunch of things that are similar. And at this point for me, a lot of them are unsurprising. They're sort of cliches. And so I want to talk today about one that um, that I hear a lot and that's made me think a lot because I hear people say, um, 
I just want to feel like we're on the same team. Mm-hmm. I just want us to feel like we're this on the same. And I don't know if that's resonated for you or for you guys who are listening, mm-hmm. but that that is um, that doesn't mean anything yet until you start to explore what it means. And so I want to talk a little bit about what it means to be on the same team or uh, what it means to include and value play in the relationship um, and how play is mm. different than work. I mean, again, another thing I hear is I just want us to feel like we're partners, right. you know? Um, right. And I go, well, team teammates play mm-hmm. and partners, like in a law firm, they work and you kind of have to do both. But I, I don't want to spend too much time on the work part today as much as the play. Talk a little bit about, yeah, you know, like how do you tease each other into a triathlon or how do you decide that Iceland is a thing <laughs> that you're going to, you're going to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what's on my mind today. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's interesting because when you first started talking about being on the same team um, or being on, yeah, the same team or being on the same page, I think that's what I hear more more often is I just want to be on the same page. But the whole idea that the two two people are coming together and, and have a unified idea of what they're doing, they're, they're in sync. Um, how about that? In sync? You'd be like yeah. team members of a band. Bandmates. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I think, I think though, like, I want to be on the same team. The first question it begs for me is, what is the game? Mm-hmm. Like, what are you playing at? Um, because even t- you know, a teammates say on a football team, uh, on offense and defense, those teammates are never on the field at the same time. Right? They're not. You know, teammates on a on a on a on a crew race on a rowing race. Their mm-hmm. their job is to do the exact same thing in the exact same way. Mm-hmm. Um, basketball, soccer, those teammates are, you know, are, are playing in the same direction, but usually they have specialized roles or skills, you know? So I think people need to understand that being on the same team, it's not necessarily an easily understood metaphor, um, or That's an easy a, thing to achieve unless you have some sense of what is the game that we're playing at and what is the role that we each believe that we can bring to mm. the, to the game, you know? Um, you just started, I, my brain went in a direction because I have this background. I love football, not the way that you love football, (laughs) but, um, when I was in college, I worked for the football team. So I learned a bit about football and it was really cool. Um, but when you started to mention about offense and defense, a lot of these guys, you have all of these little individual teams within a larger team. You have mm -hmm. your, uh, special teams and you have, um, your quarterbacks and they only practice with each other. And then, um, like your DBs are all together. But uh, one of the things I started thinking about is w- with parenting, when I had parents come in and it felt like what they were doing was they're basically it was like just trading off the field. So the the kid was the field and then they just kind of kept trading on and off, on and off, on and off. Okay. So I'm going to cook dinner. You hang out with the kid and play with the kid. And then um, and I'm going to take a break or you're going to take a break. And then I'm going to take the kid upstairs and, and we're going to bathe the kid. And I had this couple and they basically said, like, we we are with our children all day long, but we're never together mm-hmm. with our kids. Mm-hmm. We're more or less playing tag team um, as opposed to working as a team. And that mm-hmm. was the goal that they were really trying to figure out was like, how do we actually spend time together because it was both exhausting um, and the whole reason why they were playing tag team was because they needed a break. They were exhausted. But at the same time, it was sucking the life out of their relationship because they were trading this whole idea of like tag teaming for the kids. And the trade-off was that they weren't connecting as a couple. And well, I think it goes back to, oh, sorry. 
Well, and so like I'm just going to say the solution was that they were they were going to try and play more and make mm. it fun and find a way to relax and um, de-stress in the company of their children because they felt like they couldn't do that, that they needed to be, have alone time or they need to get away from their kids in order to de-stress or um, decompress. And so we found ways for them to actually enjoy their time as a family um, where they were all together, but they were also getting that that downtime. Yeah. I think it goes back to the, what we were talking about on last week's podcast, or I think it was last week, but sort of the purpose of the marriage. You know, that's mm-hmm. the, what's the purpose? What That's the game, right? If the purpose is to not murder your children <laughs> or murder each other while you're raising your children, that's right. really different than like uh, managing the children uh, and raising them up in a particular way while maintaining the, the long-term vision for your relationship. You know, like yeah. that's, um, you know, and uh, my, um, one of my favorite uh, sort of metaphors or philosophies around this is it also asks the question of what's the purpose of the game kind of back to that purpose question, because mm-hmm. some, some people we're conditioned to think that the purpose of a game is to win. Mm. You know, you step on a football field, the goal is at the end of four quarters, you have more points than the other team. Right. Um, or if I'm in a crew race, I just got to get to the finish line before the other, the other boats do, you know? Mm. Um, so I think our our hardwiring is to win, and so to, this idea of being on the same team sometimes positions our game more like a contest than like a like a play, like an adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I challenge couples to to sort of reframe that to what's called um, a guy named uh, David Kars. David Kars. Kars. Last name's definitely Kars. Uh, introduced to me this idea called the infinite game wherein the purpose is to prolong the game. It's Mm. to keep it going. Mm -hmm. So um, the rules of the game of marriage of playing shouldn't be to win. I I say all the time, if one of you is winning, you're both losing, but rather to push out the, the end of it. Um, Mm. And the end is typically death or divorce. Um, But we want to, um, to as much as possible enjoy the game, change the rules if we need to, mm-hmm. in order to be able to keep playing, you know? Um, yeah. And I think it's, that's where people get into trouble because they, they feel like they're not on the same team, maybe because they're they're playing at cross purposes. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about, like, what is the benefit of play in relationships and what can we get out of play? Because if you have this, if you go back to a couple episodes and you discover that the purpose of your marriage isn't necessarily to enjoy your partner as a friend, um, but is to raise children, then you're kind of missing out on this opportunity for play. And I think that play is super important. But um, one of the benefits that I found with play, and, I, and it kind of went back to children, when we teach kids how to play as kids um, and how to play like a board game, you're not flipping the card game, the board game over when you get upset. It's mm-hmm. learning It's learning how to cooperate and also how to f- sort of like compromise and it's learning how to have just like a really healthy environment while competing with one another. And mm-hmm. you're, you're teaching your kids basically how to play this game early on. And I think that it can be really interesting because oftentimes when you see couples trying to compromise with one another, it can be helpful to play that out in an environment of play where mm-hmm. you are learning compromise and you're learning competition and you're learning how to cooperate in this environment of play as well as in the context of, okay, you know, we're learning, we actually have a problem to solve in this relationship. And 
So it's giving you more context and more opportunity to practice, but it's not in such a hell in such a heavy environment. Does that part make sense? It does. And I I, I think you're talking about actually playing, like actually playing board games or actually playing. Yeah, absolutely. I think of things as being more physical because I'm a a much more physical person. I do enjoy board games. And um, actually, I love game nights with other couples and getting people Mm -hmm. together. But I I really think that it's fun to be able to get outside and actually play physically. Um, Sure. You know, having a high dive contest at the pool and just playing with your partner. Yeah. And I'm talking too about, um, not to dismiss that at all. In fact, I often recommend that couples like uh, play cribbage. It's, I mean, a lot of Mm -hmm. people play cribbage, but understand what cribbage is, but they haven't played it in years and years and years. And I'm like, just pull it out. You've got a board somewhere in a closet somewhere. Yeah. Like go do that. Or I have a board game that I like to recommend um, that challenges people to just kind of learn a new style of play, which is cool. Um, And I can tell you about that in a second. Um, But I'm also talking about being playful, Um, not, Mm -hmm. not, not always, or not literally playing, but but just introducing playfulness into the relationship, I think it helps you not take each other so seriously, or rather, yeah. not take yourselves so seriously. I think mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of conflict is um, based in this sort of commitment to sincerity, or commitment to, or conviction, and that's why we end up arguing about stuff that doesn't matter um, right. because we don't we don't recognize it. Like it just doesn't. Some of the stuff just doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, so it's, yeah, you've mentioned in the past ways where your family introduces playfulness in in you in your household by turning music on, and I think that music oh, sure. is a great mood setter of being able to like set the playful mood in the house. Are there other recommendations that you would have for couples or things that you've seen how people <laughs> well, have I introduced? Gonna, I thought you were going to mention the other the other big thing that we have in our house that helps us kind of mitigate, especially um, like petty petty complaints is we blame everything on the troll that lives in the bathroom. <laughs> um, um, because if the troll did it, then nobody else can needs to get in trouble. Um, Good. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I like that. Anyway, yeah. So we have a troll that lives in our bathroom. Good. Um, you blame everything on the troll. Yeah. It was the troll who spilled uh, the stuff on, the, spilled the milk and didn't clean it up. It was the troll yeah, right who, on. okay. Yeah. Um, we dance a lot in the house. So we have dance parties and I think you might've seen some videos. My son is really taken to it. He is an incredible dancer at the age of three. I think it's because he has a low, uh, he's low to the ground, but um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of other ways that we are really playful. Oh, have I told you about this? Like every time my, um, we think it's really important to greet your partner at the door when they come home. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So now we've taken to scaring. So we try to mm. scare each other and we're sure. constantly hiding. So anytime somebody comes home, we'll hide and then we will just scare the crap out of them. Usually mm-hmm. it's a lot of screaming in the house, which I'm sure the renters downstairs really appreciate. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't know. I mean, again, I think, I think the principle is more important than, than the actual practice. Um, and that's just the way I think in general, but I think if you can commit to including play in, or in the relationship, making it lighter, making it easier, um, feeling more committed to prolonging the game than winning the game or Mm -hmm. feeling more committed to understanding whether or not these rules are, are helpful versus, um, being willing to like, or having to stick to rules no matter what, you know, um, mm. it's just like, 
you know, sometimes we make these rules that are, last night's a really good example. We have a, a kind of a, a mentor friend who is home from college, a mentor friend to my daughter who's now in college and who's now home for the summer. And she was mm-hmm. just over hanging out in her house after bedtime, mm-hmm. you know, and we, and we kind of were having to decide, like, do we care more about bedtime right. or about having this environment of just comfort and connection in our house? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the bedtime's important, but we were willing to sort of go, no, but we're just going to kind of chill here. And we were listening to music and we were having a little bit of a dance party and mm-hmm. um, just kind of hearing about, um, you know, this, this, this friend's year. Um, so That's, I don't know. I, d- I think there's just lots of options that you, that, that to me, it's hard. It's very hard to work with couples who don't have a sense of humor or a mm-hmm, sense of play. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, I often try to introduce that just for, just for the sake of ease, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So. Man, I just, I love, I could go on and on and on about this idea of play and the importance of play and what it does for your relationship, what it does for you um, psychologically and physiologically and how helpful it is. And maybe we'll keep going, but I really like what you said about the idea of the rules of the game and um, remaining as flexible as possible and just recognizing it's about prolonging the game rather than um, winning the game which would mean that you're following the rules to a T. So gosh, that's really good. I'm really curious to hear from our listeners ways in which they play in their relations, because I think that it would be really fun for us to be able to share um, different examples, whether you are a household that plays a game every night for a while, Ryan and I, when our son was really little and we weren't necessarily engaging as much with him, um, we did have a cribbage board at the dinner table and we mm. would play a game every single night while we were eating dinner. And that was just a part of our connection. Um, and then uh, one couple I have, they have a ping pong table in their basement and they, when they get uh, like tw- near conflict or they get start to get flooded, uh-huh. they, they can sort of automatically decide to go play ping pong yes. and they, and they are playing to like 5,000. They don't play games to 21. They don't, they just go down and they knock the ball around for however long until they've calmed down and and they've, and the tone has changed. Um, And so I think it can be effective in a lot of ways. One other way I want to mention is, and this is probably its own episode, but I think introducing play in the bedroom Mm -hmm. is really important Mm -hmm. because for a lot of couples, um, the, the sex and sexuality is fraught with seriousness and some shame mm. and some heaviness mm-hmm. and some fear. And I, and I think play can be represented by, you know, toys and role plays and costumes or whatever, but mostly it's, it's just a spirit of like, we don't have to take ourselves so seriously mm-hmm. here. Like this is not, this can be a thing that we, that we choose to enjoy and choose to choose to call playful yeah. um, without disrespecting it or one another. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an important Again, that may be a whole other episode. It but, totally is. Uh, I have to tell you, this is really funny. So I took my son to Sky High, um, one of those trampoline parks. Sky High Airlines. <laughs> Sky High Airlines. I will give $1 to anyone who can tell me where that comes Sing from. Sing it again. Sky High Airlines. Sky High Airlines. Okay. Sky High Airlines. I will li- no, you know what? I will mail you $2. I will mail you a $2 <laughs> bill if you can tell me where that uh, jingle comes from email info at fourbetter.us to win your $2 bill because Zach has a drawer full of them and uh, signed signed $2 I'll sign yeah. it 
Oh, autograph. Okay, I have to tell you though, just as the last thing is I'm at Sky High and I'm kind of going through all these different Sky High. Zach. Sky High. Focus. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't. <laughs> Your ADD is off the hook today. Um, but I thought it would be really fun to have a date night where we gathered all these uh-huh. couples at Sky High and we just took over the place and everybody had to show up as a superhero. Wouldn't that be oh, right so fun? And then we could get like a... Wait, you didn't actually do it. You just, it's a plan that you have. I do. Well, we have date nights here in Salt Lake that we host. And so I'm just oh, running right through all of these fun ideas. And I thought, wouldn't it be so cool if we like got a professional photographer to come and take pictures of couples and the couples were all dressed as like Catwoman and like a different Avenger and, and then like you're bouncing on the trampolines. I just thought it'd be so fun. I like to play. Yeah, I think it would be cool. All right. Sky High Airlines. Well, we're heading out for a three-day camping adventure with six other families. So we're also going to be playing hard this weekend. Cool. All right. Yep. Thanks, everybody. Have a help, uh, happy, healthy, uh, lovely weekend. Hope you had a happy, oh, yeah, that's true. happy, healthy Memorial Day weekend. <laughs> yeah. Or whenever you're listening to this, it's bound to be the weekend soon. All right. Nice talking to Later. you. Later. Hey, thanks so much for listening to episode 30. We were talking about play, and I just wanted to give you the name of the game that Zach had mentioned. So the game is a two-player game, and it's called Lost Cities. Zach's going to explain a little bit more about that game in our next episode, but in case you're super curious, he says, do not buy the deluxe version. Um, And then I just wanted to empower you. Find some way to lighten the mood and energy in your house by playing in some way, whatever it might be. If you're cranking the music up, if you're having a dance party, if you're playing hide-and-go-seek in your house, uh, whatever you can do in order to find play in your relationship. And as always, thank you so much for your time and your energy and your effort in making your relationship better today than it was yesterday. Thanks. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.